Oh, my giver, listen to my plea. After hearing it, accept my plea. This is Sanchez Bhajan Mere Data G on page 187. I make this request, listen to my prayers, listen to my prayers. May I not forget you ever. Take me to the shore, O oh giver, take me to the shore. This honorless soul does not listen to the Bani. She does not listen to the Bani. She has become homeless. She is in your shelter, O oh giver, she is in your shelter. The negative power has laid the traps. He has laid the traps. The heart is terrified. Without you, who can remain? Who can remove the pain, O oh giver? Without you, who can remove the pain? Becoming gracious, listen to my condition, Karpalji. Give me the treasure of Nam and make me rich. Servant to Jay praise, O oh giver. Servant to Jay praise. O oh my giver, listen to my plea. After hearing, accept my plea. A bhajan of Sanchi's on page 187. Mere <laughs> Karo mana jura suna ke benati. Mere data ji suno benati. Mere data ji suno benati. Karo mana jura. Suna ke benati Karo mana jura Suna ke benati Ara jagu jara Suna lo pukara Suna lo pukara Kari Navi Sahara Ara Jagu Jara Suna Lopukara Suna Lopukara Kari Navi Sahara Lavo Parakinahare Data lavo parakinare Mere data jisuno benati Mere data jisuno benati Karo mana jura suna ke benati. Karo mana jura suna ke benati.
Trinity, Atamani Mahani, Sunadina Bani, Sunadina Bani, Hoi Hainitani, Atamani Mahani, Sunadina Bani, Sunadina Bani, Hoi Hainitani, Hogai Tere Sahare, Data Hogai Tere Sahare, Mere Data Mere data Jesu no benati Karomana jura suna kehe benati Karomana jura suna kehe benati Kala pawarane jala vichaye jala vichaye dilagabaraye Kala pawarane jala vichaye jala vichaye Gabarae Terebina Dukat Konatare Data Terebina Duka Konatare Mere Data Gisuno Benati Mere Data Gisu no Benati Karomana Jura Suna Kehe Benati Karomana Jura Suna Kehe Benati Hoi ke de ala hala suno kira pala ji Namadeka jane devo karo malo mala ji Hoi ke de ala hala suno kira pala ji Namadeka jane devo karo mala mala ji Dasa jai bapu kare Data dasa jai bapu kare Mere data ji Suno Benati 
मेरे दाता जी सुनो बहन थी कारो माना जूर सुना के बहन थी कारो माना जूर सुना के बहन O oh, my giver, listen to my plea. After hearing, accept my plea. And our second bhajan is Sanchi's, uh, this is a bhajan of Kabir's, Utajaga Musa, on page 144. <clears> o <throat> oh, traveler, get up. It is dawn. It is not right that you continue sleeping. One who awakes, he finds. One who is asleep, he loses. Get up and open your eyes from slumber and meditate on your master. This is not the way of love. The Lord is awake and you are sleeping. What you want to do tomorrow, do today. What you want to do today, do it now. When the sparrows have picked up the seeds from the field, it is too late to repent then. O oh, fool, suffer the consequences of your actions. O oh, sinner, how can you have peace in sin? When you have a bundle of sins on your head, why do you say that your head hurts? O oh, traveler, get up. It is dawn. It is not right that you continue sleeping. Abhajan on page 144. <laughs> Abarin kaha jo soat hai Ud jaga musafir por pai Abarin kaha jo soat hai Jo jagat hai so paat hai Jo soat hai so kovat hai Jo jagat hai so Oh, 
ਜੋਕਲ ਕਰਨਾ ਸੋਚ ਕਰ ਲੈ ਜੋਕਲ ਸਿੰਘਸ ਲਾਈਫ ਐਂਡ ਹਿਸ ਵੇਰੀਅਸ ਟ੍ਰਿਪਸ 
around the world and to the United States, I found a sweet remembrance of his very first visit to the United States in 1955. This was written by Don Dixon and is was printed in the August 1982 Sampani magazine. And this was this was written um, as a as a remembrance. And so Don Dixon writes, "It was my good fortune to hear of the living master Sant Kripal Singh Ji in 1954." and to receive his initiation in January of 1955. The Master's instructions were delivered by that beautiful soul, Mrs. Donna Kelly, who selflessly did so much to further the Master's work at this time and later. Several fairly advanced disciples of Master Sawan Singh Ji resided in Southern California in the mid-1950s and most of these attended satsang held at the Kelly residences, residence in Beaumont. Nearly all local disciples were, were utterly delighted when it became known that Maharajji would visit America, including the Los Angeles area, later in 1955. The public visit of a master of his stature was unprecedented at this time and many disciples and interested persons were unsure how they should behave in the presence of a saint. The new initiates were therefore counseled by the local leaders, none of whom had ever met the master physically, not to touch the guru and to stay at a respectful distance with folded hands and a humble attitude. Thus it was with a strange combination of anticipatory joy and serious awe that on July 27, 1955, a small group of us watched a large plane taxi to a stop at the Englewood Airport. Doors of the plane opened and almost immediately thereafter, the most dynamic and august being emerged from the plane and headed straight for the small cluster of quiet disciples standing with folded hands at what we thought must be a respectful distance. Now at this time, Master was physically very vigorous, and before any of us could blink an eye, he had crossed that gulf of respect and silence and had grabbed the hand of the nearest person and was pumping it vigorously. The disposition of our countenances instantly changed from genuine surprise to elation at this unanticipated pleasure. For Maharajji shook the hand of each person present and greeted us warmly in excellent English. Instantly, the lingering doubts and cool reserve melted away as we crowded about him with great joy. <clears throat> Almost immediately, Master went to Beaumont to grace the peaceful and simple residence of the Kellys for several days. The writer remembers a few incidents involving the Master and his disciples, which may be shared. First, the master was extremely accessible. Unlike, unlike the situation on his later tours, when huge crowds gathered and long lines formed for interviews, which were not always as private as desired, only a small number of people were present, even for the publicized talks. 
and of course during work weekdays when many people were working, less than a handful of disciples might be present at any given time. The writer remembers sitting for several consecutive hours on various occasions talking to Master either alone or with one or two others present. Few of us really understood the significance of Darshan at this time, but we still received a lot by his grace. <clears throat> on one occasion, a lady was sitting on a bench, lost in pensive thought, when she was startled to see a radiant Master Kripal in the act of sitting down right beside her on the same rustic bench. With an apologetic, oh, excuse me, she started to move. But the Master, in simple eloquence, said, don't move, I'm only a man. And he sat beside her and talked for a long time. <clears throat> While in Beaumont and Los Angeles areas, Master taught directly by example, word, and radiation, and indirectly through others who were closely attuned to him. Once, after a meditation sitting, he asked in orderly fashion what each individual had seen and heard. In fact, he started at one side of the group and went progressively to the other margin. Almost everyone had received a fine experience, and one person after another recounted at length the observations of various lights, big star, moon, and radiant form, as well as the hearing of bells and other astral sounds. Finally, he turned to Mrs. Kelly, who was standing nearby, and said, And how about you? In her humble fashion, she said two words, with Master. It seemed to me at that time, and far more so today, that her description was the most beautiful and meaningful one given. Those two words were imbued with a simplicity and love impossible to relate through words. Of course, even more impossible is a description of the inner Master. One evening before Sant Kripal was to speak, another disciple of Salon Singhji chose a chair at the back of the lovely garden reserved for master and listeners. Someone urged this initiate to come up to the front where you can see and hear the master. We were somewhat early and many others were yet to arrive, so this disciple smiled and suggested that the new initiates and visitors take the front seats, for he was quite content where he was. Long after everyone else came out of meditation, I noticed that he still sat immobile, with open eyes turned upward, aware only of inner planes. So I doubt that he missed much by his thoughtfulness for the others. Since the crowds were small, every initiate who wished to do so was allowed to be present at each initiation. Master's English was especially clear in 1955 and his descriptions of the third eye and of the initial sights and sounds were particularly understandable. Some disciples noticed that he pronounced the five names differently than they had been taught at initiation. But the master only smiled and stated that it was the charging which made the words effective and that slight differences in pronunciation did not matter. The great master held satsang and initiation in a charming garden in Hollywood on August 3rd, 4th, and 5th of 1955. 
Less than 100 people from such a populous area usually arrive to hear him speak. In later talks, Master often referred to something which happened here. A blind man came for initiation. He was an elderly man with long, light hair and a full beard. This person, who had been unable to see physically for some time, had the inner eye opened much to his great pleasure. In retrospect, it seems that all of us were blind to Master's greatness in varying degrees. We spoke of him as a God-man and were overjoyed to be in his presence. And yet our karmic backgrounds and unstable minds allowed us to perceive so little of what was freely available. The radiation which poured from him in all directions was unbelievable. A person with even slight sensitivity could tell when he or she was still many blocks from Master's physical form. He really turned it loose in a city which certainly needed a boost in vibrations. Due to the small number of disciples in 1955, the physical or organization of later years, authorized by Master but expedited by disciples at various levels of development, did not exist. Master was consulted on every matter, large or small, and he encouraged each disciple to write him at least once a month. This was before the institution of the diary form, so meditation progress and questions regarding theory were stated verbally and answered at length by Master. Often he would write several pages in answer to a simple question from a disciple. After 1960, the sheer number of initiates made it impossible to maintain this informality and mundane level of communication. An inadequate comprehension of the situation in India, where Master worked with correspondence into the early hours of the morning, an insufficient loving cooperation between disciples in the West caused frequent misunderstandings between the initiates. It is important to realize that Master saw and nurtured the ultimate potential in each disciple. He forgave and overlooked great weaknesses and faults. Unless the situation became absolutely terrible, he did not stop group leaders and others from going on ego trips or from, or from running satsang with the coolness of a business venture. But all of this constituted lessons in growing. Master, as he said, provided a long lead so people could go astray and yet be brought back. <coughs> In retrospect, the tolerance he exhibited was a superb example of the patience of a saint. He never chided the writer, although the latter made countless mistakes and still does. The way of Kripal was that of love. Although the awakening may be slow, it will be lasting. Master wrote or authorized the compilation of many books to inspire and motivate disciples. Today we take these for granted and are not sufficiently thankful for them. In 1955, literature was scarce. Only a few pamphlets, such as Man Know Thyself, and a few circulars were available. The main book of theory obtainable at the time was Julian Johnson's The Path of the Masters which Kripal Singhji felt did not sufficiently stress the things which all spiritual teachings have in common. 
Although the later sales of books on theory were criticized by some as indicating a commercial attitude, the truth is they were usually issued at cost to the seekers, or any small profit made from book sales was used to publish more volumes so a continuous flow of inspirational literature could be available to those seeking truth. Although advanced disciples seldom read, preferring meditation and direct perception, motivational works are indispensable for beginners, and we should not forget this fact. One of the reasons for presenting this reminiscence of the great master is to urge everyone who has the opportunity to meditate and to be in a master's presence to take full advantage of such great privilege. So very few of us know how long the incomparable Almighty will allow a given Satguru to grace a physical form in the context of an ungrateful mankind. We must realize that our love can make a big difference. For while destiny conveys the will of God, real love is the will of God. And as the Christ in Jesus said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. And this next reading is a talk that Master Kripal gave during that 1955 program tour. This talk is given the title, The Initiate's Way, The Initiate's Way of Life. And it begins, a disciple asks the question, Master, two or three people have asked me if I would ask you to explain to them the moral conduct of an initiate and master says yes and the disciple goes on saying you have gone into that from time to time but they would like to have a further explanation of it and master says I have just told you just now that you have to keep a diary of self-introspection of all failures you commit under several headings don't think evil of others, nonviolence, not in thought even. What to speak of words, angry words, you see. First, you are not to think evil or harm of others. If you do, that poison affects your body, even in thought. And by words, if you use very strong words, very harsh words, not polite, not sweet words, well, sweet words don't cost anything. Do they cost anything? But I tell you, the harm done by strong words, harsh words, is never. I think the effect of that can never be wiped away. The things happening in our homes, in our societies, in all our affairs, are, are a result of those harsh words. In India, there was a great war between the Pandavas and the Kauravas. <clears throat> the cause of that was only some harsh words uttered by Draupadi. The sons of the Kaurava dynasty were just going to see Draupadi, one of the Pandavas' wives. So in the building in which she was living, there was a floor 
which from a distance appeared just like water. It reflected like water. The poor fellows coming over there, they thought it was water. They just lifted up their clothes so they would not get wet. You see, their father was a blind man from birth. Koro. Andropides simply said, Look here, after all, you were born the sons of a blind man. That was only a few words. And that was the cause of the Mahabharata, a great war. It is stated that troops from America also went over there to fight in the war. It is stated as from the Netherlands, that was America, the other side of the world. In that fighting of 17 days, all the civilization in India was gone. That began with one word of Draupadi. It is said, if you cut something with a sword, that wound will be healed in, say, a week, two weeks. But the wound struck by your tongue will never heal. How he has told me. I cannot forget that. These are failures, you see. Just speak sweet words, always polite. There are ways and ways to express things. You can say, all right, do this. You must do this. It cannot be otherwise. Why don't you come up and do this? This and that thing. Or you can say, all right, dear friend, we have to cooperate with this work. All of us have to do it. Let us cooperate. There is nobody else to do it. We all have the same cause before us. Sweet words will just bring any man with you, to help you, to cooperate with you. So sweet words don't cost anything. Harsh words do. Also, just telling bad names. On the back of it, you see, you say, such a man is doing that thing, such a man is doing this thing. These things affect the heart. How can you go on correctly with your meditation? You cannot. Guard your tongues, you see. Use sweet words. One angry word can create a war. In each household, if you put in some sweet words, there is consolation, there is peace, there is harmony, there is cooperation. And indeed, if you just strike somebody, this is still worse. So you have to guard, you see, the failures under nonviolence. Today we have done so much under these headings. What you have done today, guard against them tomorrow and weed out from day to day. The second thing is untruth. Always adhere to truth. Falsehood, acting, posing, you see. Hypocrisy, stealing others' rights, whether knowingly, above board or underboard. These have to be avoided. And chaste life, not to have lust even in thought. If you think of something from head down to the bottom, you feel that wave. Your body's poisoned. Sometimes people say, well, we don't do anything, simply enjoy by saying certain things. When you utter such like things, that poison goes in your body, does it not? But active commission, you just have to come up to the standard as prescribed by your sacraments. Marriage is a sacrament, not a life of sensuous, sensuous desire. To lead a sensuous life is not the ideal of a married man. One duty is their procreation, 
for children. It is only to be used for that purpose of procreation. This is word, deed, and thought to be watched. Similarly, God is imminent in every form. He resides in all hearts. You must have love for all, hatred for none. Sometimes we think we are superior. We are in high positions, you see. High officers consider, these are my prerogatives. All right, sit down. Why did you do this or that? Similarly, in his society, a president considers, my orders must be obeyed. The secretary asks, why? Why? I am a, the senior man. I must have this or that thing. Each man in his own position, you see, asserts, and the result is revulsion, hatred. You have no love for others, you see. If you have love for others, your position won't mind. You'll treat others with equal love. I tell you, in my position in life, in my official career, I thought all were equal. Some were sitting in chairs, the officers at the officer's table, and the other men peon-like, and the other man peon-like is working there for them. What difference is there between them? God has endowed him with the same things you are endowed with. Simply, the position in life comes according to the reaction of past karmas. Unfortunate friends working over there. If you use kind words, that will affect them more than by giving them orders. They do obey at times, but at heart of hearts, you cannot, you see, affect their heart. I think the other day I mentioned one case. A person came to work in my office three days before I was to retire. I was in the administration, you see, in coordination work. That is a very hard job, you know. I had 35 officers to work with me, and I had to just give orders to be carried out by all. So one person came to me this day. I was to retire from service the day after tomorrow. He was two days with me. The third day, as I was to leave duty, the controller ordered, all men can leave off work and just see him off, meaning see the master off. I saw that person. He was in tears, crying like anything. I said, well, dear friend, the others might have seen something of me. What have you seen of me in two days? He said, I know you considered us to be men. You treat us like men. Equality, you see, is the law of nature. If you just start from being equal, you will be respected. Any command, any order given by you will be done with heart and soul. When I was in the office, I had about 700 working under me. And with the 35 officers, I had to do the administration and coordination. The output of all the office was splendidly good. All orders coming from the government for one reason or other, so many proposal in government offices that that goes on. When I left the office, three officers took my place, three officers to carry out the job I was doing single-handedly. Of course, it was the cooperation of everybody. I used to mark something for somebody, whether that work belonged to him or not. He used to go to the other section and do it and submit it himself. I would say, all right, this has to be done. 
and I would leave the office, and they would do it, even after midnight. They completed it. That was so much cooperation I had, even from the Mohammedans over there. And those were very bad days, partition days, just before this Pakistan affair took place. But they would not refuse. When I came away, I was on leave pending retirement. I went to the secretary's office in Delhi to see one financial advisor over there. He was my friend. I went to see him. At the very moment I appeared, he said, Look here, what has happened to your office? He never knew that I had been on leave for the last three months. So he asked, What has happened? I asked why. He explained, Now the orders of our officials, now the orders that our officials have sent in, not one of them has been returned so far in the last three months. Before they used to come right back in a week or so with the best proposals, suggestions. The output has gone down to one-fourth as compared with three months before. What has happened to the office? I told him, well, dear friend, I don't know. I am away on leave. I don't know. I am pending retirement. So that was due to the cooperation, you see, to the sweet temperament and the loving treatment with the establishment. They told me, look here, when you go, do you think I will turn out work for them? And they did so. So sweet words don't cost anything. Even if you are in superiority, established, say for some reason or the other, you are in a high position. Those you've got under you, love them. They are men, after all. Treat them as men. If there are failures, I used to do what? You see, in my office, a certain clerk would be classified as quite unfit for work. And people would say, this man should be discharged. But I, because I was in administration, I used to keep them in my own section for two or three months. First, I would see what they would do for two, three, four days or a week. I would watch what they were doing. They were simply sneaking away, not doing the work. That was their habit. Then one day I would just ask them, look here, dear friend. I would ask them in the evening, all alone, your friend, are you going to be paid for the job you are doing here? Yes, they would reply. And I would say, well, if you don't work, how will the people like you here? You can take no mercy on yourself, but why not take mercy on the children you have got? I appealed to their, his sense. So he was changing a bit in two or three months. He was up to the mark. Again, those people wanted some clerk to help them, and I posted him over there. They said, oh, we won't have this clerk. But I told them, well, he is now a changed clerk, you see? So kind words, sweet words don't cost anything. You can have full cooperation from all men you treat as sweetly as possible. They are, after all, equal men. Suppose you are entrusted in charge of this one man. If you want his cooperation, you should work equally. And then the master begins speaking about the organizational work of the satsang affairs, but as the title implies, the initiate's way of life, these words can be applied in all aspects of our lives. He says, no doubt I am giving you some responsibility to carry on some work, 
but that does not give you any physical control over the body, whatever. You are equal workers. You have been selected. You are fortunate. Let others also think you are fortunate for the sake of administration, to carry on the work in a very effective way. We have to give some duty to someone. The duty of the other lies in just doing in the best way possible, what he thinks best, what he is ordered to do. But I tell you, sometimes you may have differences of opinion. In that case, we are not to, we are not to what do you say, crow over others? No, I will not do this. I will not do that. You simply think calmly over the matter. What is what? Suppose one man is there. He has to do a certain job, and he does not receive cooperation from others. Naturally, he will be a little bit upset. He will say, why is this? These people don't care. All right, come on. But there are ways and ways to express these things. Because it is a common cause between us, you see. This is our household affair. If we are fighting one against the other, that is a bad example to others. They do not know what is the cause. You may be right, you may be wrong. But the best way out is the same for both. The man who is in charge of the show, he has to see that something is done. Suppose some of you do not agree to that. Outwardly, say, 10, 12, 15, or so, so one or two or ten men do not agree. That does not mean that there should be a row. They should give in to the opinion of the majority, and they should not assert or kick up a row in absence or in front. So my point is not to support anything wrong, no doubt, but still, if there is any difference of opinion, we should not assert and stand up, go against, talk in the absence, you see. That gives harm to the cause of the work which is before you. The man ordering, the man who is in charge, should also use sweet and loving words in his expressions. This is of opinions. For that difference of opinion, we should not aggravate each other's feelings. If we are fighting like anything among ourselves, what is this? This is a bad example for others. You may say you have got some of the highest things before you, and the other people will see otherwise. You are behaving in another way. I am speaking to each one of you, mind that. I don't mean any one man or the representatives or the others, for all of you, individually. If one man errs, for instance, we cannot wipe out hatred by hatred. We have to wipe out hatred by love. If one man has erred all right, the others should not err. That can be softened down. You are united in one common cause. There are, say, 50 or 100 people over here. This is not an issue of thousands of people, a few men for one common cause. Disinterest, I would say. We have no personal interest in it except the one common cause for which each one of us has to work with full devotion and love. We should look to the name of the cause you are taking up. We spoil the name. What you cannot retrieve in, excuse me, years, you spoil in moments. 
Just follow the true import of the spirit in which I am talking, you see. I am not blaming anybody, but I am also not supporting anybody who fails in that respect. I have love for all of you. There may be a slight difference of opinion here and there, but for that reason we should not aggravate our feelings. We have to cooperate for one common cause. For instance, I have come here. Do you see, I may tell you today, what was the main reason I did not turn up last year, the underlying reason? I was after that the ground should be more prepared. I saw the ground was not prepared at the time. It is a bit better now, but still there's some rumbling. So I wish to wash that out. I have explained in detail to the representatives. I have respect for them, and you should also have respect for them, for those in charge. If you are placed in their place, naturally you will have to watch the smooth going of the whole thing. This is a duty, a certain duty. If you don't receive any cooperation from anybody, naturally you see that things are going wrong, you want, you may be at times upset. Now as a rule, they should not be upset, but with all that, imperfections are there. Everybody is not perfect. Still men fail here and there for one common cause, for helping that, that thing to go smoothly. For that, there is no need for any harshness, no stern words. Suppose if anybody else is put in their job, you see, if they don't receive full cooperation, then is there difficulty or not? That same difficulty will confront you also. So my words, mind that, sweet words, full of humility, devotion, and love for one common cause. There is no superiority. Of course, superiority in a respect, because they are given a certain job to do, to watch that it goes on smoothly and effectively. For that thing, if at all anything is suggested, let us do it, submit for the moment, and if we did not agree, in that case we might submit, but we should not fight. No harsh words to be exchanged. The matter can be referred to me. I hope this will wipe away, wash away. What is past is past. That cannot be mended now. And for the future, if you go like that, I think everything will be smooth and all right. This is one aspect of the position I am telling you, you see. Love for all. Love for all. Because we had some little difficulty over here and we had no time to talk between ourselves, I had this opportunity to talk to you. I am giving you in detail more explicitly, explicitly on the subject so there may, may be left no misunderstanding. What is past is past. We are brothers as ever. We should have love for others. Always use sweet words, you see. We have to do something. All right, brothers, come on. We have to do this. Let's cooperate. Everybody will cooperate. Any sane man will cooperate. Sometimes we think we know too much on account of our, what do you say, intellectual attainment. I am a man of degrees. He knows little. These things also sometimes become the cause of aggravation. Similarly, look here. A man is reading in the primary class. 
Another man is, say, reading in college. If the college man, student, expects a man re reading in the primary to talk up to the level which he has reached, can he ever expect it? He should have pity, love for the other. He was once like that. And that man, when he is given full proper help and guidance, he also can come up to that level. Even if you are experienced in your intellectual attainments, even then, you have love for others with all their faults and shortcomings. And ultimately, you may be in possession of much wealth. You are a very rich man. The other is poor. For that reason also, he is a man. Again, I will say, he is a man. He has a soul. He is a privileged man, I would say. We should have love for others, love for all. Any failures in that respect should be changed. Then selfless service comes in, you see. For selfless service, we have to sacrifice something, both physically and also by wealth. Physically, you have to give time. There's a common cause for working. All should cooperate. Willingly, you should come forward. Don't leave the burden on one man or two. If the same work is done by one or two, or if the same work is shared by, say, 10, 20 men, quite easy it becomes. For selfless service physically also helps a good deal. With that, your mind is purified. Somebody is sick, you have to attend. Go and attend selflessly. You need some help for the common cause, go together, all of you. The same work is done in no time. When we started building the ashram at Delhi, we raised about 30 rooms, leveled the ground, which was full of mounds and just broken ground, and all this was accomplished in one month and a half. Think. What was I doing? I was also doing the laborer's work. And people said, no, no, you should not do that. I told them, I am a man like you. I must. Why not? I did it once. Example is better than precept. And thousands followed to do that work, day and night. Selfless service is one thing you see. Any failure you see, there is something wanting. You are just not paying any heed, sneaking away from taking your share willingly. It is fortunate that such like times arise in life. Otherwise, you see, you may be seeking such like attainments and not get such events in life in which you can extend your physical help. And then there's an interruption Someone says, excuse me, Hazur, some people are waiting downstairs. Should I call them? And Master says, that's all right. We'll leave it. I need not prolong this point. My point is serve by physical, selfless work, as also with money. You should just maintain your bodies, maintain your families, some portion of it, however little it may be. Just spend it for the hungry, for the unclothed, and for the common cause where people can have spiritual benefit. If you follow these things along with your regular practice in an accurate way, you are sure to have success. Fortunate you are, you see. You are sitting together in one common cause on the way back to God, as compared with all others who are not on the way as yet. So we should be loving our brothers in God, you see, our brothers in the Master and help each other on the way also. So this is the way up, I think, to have pure results. 
These little daily dyings you see affect your inner progress. Just like a string or wire, when it is struck, it vibrates for some time of itself. So if you have no such like striking on the wires, whenever you sit, you will just go up. I hope you'll take all this, what I have said, in the spirit in which I have just tried to explain. In this last reading is a bhajan talk that Sanchi gave in January of 1996. And I'm reading from the October 2001 Sanbani magazine where this talk was given the title Thirsty for His Grace. And Sanchi begins by commenting on the bhajan Chaloni Seyo, the bhajan of Master Kripal's. So he starts saying, Salutations unto the feet of Supreme Father, Almighty, who is the ultimate giver, who is capable of doing everything, Sawan and Kirpal, who gave us the gift of their devotion. This bhajan, Chaloni Seyo, which was just sung, was written by beloved Lord Kirpal when Master Sawan Singh was developing the land which he had bought near Sirsa at the place called Sikandapur. At that time, the area was undeveloped, and Master Sawan Singh worked very hard to develop that area. Nowadays, it is fully developed, but when Master Sawan Singh was developing that area, he had given strict orders that nobody should come there because it was his family's place. He said that all those who wanted to meet him should only come to the Dara. You know that for the dear one who has united himself with the master inside, it is very difficult to remain away from the physical form of the master. He cannot live without having the darshan of the physical form of the master. But since the order was given by Master Sawan Singh, Master Kripal Singh could not go to Sirsa. So he wrote this bhajan, which was like a message. Whatever he wrote in a bhajan, served as a message, and Bibi Hardevi, who later on was known as Taiji, acted as a mediator between Master Kripal Singh and Master Sawan Singh. Whatever poems or bhajans Master Kripal Singh would write as a message to Master Sawan Singh, she would read or sing those to Master Sawan Singh on behalf of Master Kripal Singh. There is a great secret behind the masters imposing such, res such like restrictions. The reason behind them is that the masters want to create more yearning within the disciples for the darshan of the master. Often I have said that General Bikram Singh was a very devoted disciple of Master Sawan Singh. Whenever he would go to see Baba Sawan Singh, I would always accompany him since I was his wireless operator. So once when we went there, this bhajan was being sung by Taiji. At that time, I did not know that one day, the one who had so much yearning, who had so much pain of separation within him, was going to become my own master. He had so much yearning within him for his physical master that he says, O oh Lord, even your shoes are better than me. He had so much love and so much yearning. We should also learn from him. We should all make this prayer. We should all make this request because it is all due to His grace 
that today we are sitting here in his remembrance and doing his devotion. So we should all pray unto his feet. O Lord, kindly bless us with the right understanding so that we may also understand and recognize your love and take advantage of the opportunity of doing your devotion. O beloved Lord Kirpal, I do not have any faith left in worldly rites and rituals. Kindly give me that nam which converts sinners into good people and which liberates the sinners. O Lord Kirpal, I know that God Almighty loves his devotees, so kindly give us the gift of your devotion, so that by doing the devotion we may also become your beloved ones. O Lord Kirpal, I know that you are the liberator of the sinners. We have come to your door after committing so many sins, after making so many mistakes, so kindly shower your grace and remove all the sins from us. Forgive us for our sins. O Lord Kirpal, I know that you are called as the one who forgives, as the one who showers his blessings. If we had not done so many sins, if we had not made so many mistakes, then whom would you have forgiven, and how would you have been called the forgiver? O Lord Kirpal, why should I be proud of worldly wealth and riches? Why should I be proud of worship and devotion? Because there are so many other friends of mine who are better than me who are superior to me. Each one is superior to me and no one knows my name over there. When I look at my faults, my head bows down in shame and embarrassment. <clears throat> but when I look at your forgiveness, when I look at your glory, then my head is lifted and I feel very proud that in this human birth, in this human body, I have got Almighty Lord Kirpal, who is the forgiver and the one who showers his blessings. Master Sawan Singhji used to say that if after committing a sin or making a mistake we do not realize it, we are making one more mistake or committing one more sin. We do not know about the sins and mistakes which we have done in our past lifetimes, but if we look at the mistakes committed in just this lifetime, we will see that there is no end to them, there is no limit to them. So what to talk about the mistakes and the sins which we have done in our past lifetimes? We have been carrying a huge burden of all the sins and the faults committed in our past lifetimes. Even in this lifetime we know how in our within we are finding faults in others, how we are criticizing others and doing all sorts of bad things to the other people. And in that way we are committing so many sins. So that, that is why we should always look at our own faults and we should always pray to Lord Kirpal. O oh Lord Kirpal, kindly forgive us for our faults and give us the gift of your devotion and also allow us to do your devotion so that by doing the devotion we may earn your pleasure and your grace and blessings. O oh Lord Kirpal, I am your child. So just as a mother brings up her child, making me drink the milk of your grace, you also bring me up. O oh Lord Kirpal, I am your calf and you are my cow. Do not hide the milk of your grace. I am thirsty. I have wandered a great deal, and now I have come to your door. Kindly make me drink the milk of your grace. O Lord Kirpal, you are my mother bird, and I am your baby bird. Now kindly make, the, 
make me eat the cream of the inner shabd. Oh, my dear Lord Kripal, you are my mother dear, and I am your baby fawn. Make me drink the milk of your grace. I am thirsty for it. Oh, Lord Kripal, I am the helpless one. Help me and support me. Just as in the West the husbands put their hand on the back of the wife, and whenever she gets up they always lend their hand and their support, in the same way you also support me and help me. O oh Lord Kripal, I am convinced that you like the devotion, you like the devotees. So day and night, make me do your devotion and make me your devotee. This is the only request I have. This is the only prayer I have in front of you. And this is what I am praying to you day and night. As we all know, we got the opportunity to do the devotion of God Almighty for these last eight days, and we got this opportunity through the grace of Almighty Lord Kripal. So now when you go back to your homes, while attending to the worldly responsibilities which you have got according to your karmas, you should do your meditations every day. Satsang is a fence to protect the meditation, because by doing the satsang, the remembrance of the Master is maintained. So all of you should attend the satsangs. Master Kripal told us to keep the diary. Keeping the diary means to introspect your own self and to improve yourself. So we should keep the diary so that we may know how many sins we commit, how many good things we do, how much meditation we do, and where we stand. Looking at our faults and the sins which we have committed, we should always pray to our beloved Lord Kripal. O oh Lord, kindly forgive, forgive us, because we have already done so many sins. We should not repeat those mistakes again, because if we are making the same mistakes, if we continue sinning, then how are we going to progress in our meditation? Finally, I wish for all of you a very safe, uninterrupted journey back to your homes. And I hope that whatever amount of meditation you have collected over here, some have collected a little, some have collected a lot. So whatever amount of meditation you have done here and you have collected, I hope that you will maintain it after going back to your homes by doing bhajan and simran. And the tape we're hearing, we're continuing with the second satsang that Sanji gave during the program in July of 1996. This talk was given on July 22nd and was given the title, Why Have You Forgotten God? ਇਹਨੂੰ ਅਨਸਾਨ ਨਹੀਂ ਬਣਾਉਂਦੇ ਗਏ ਬਲਕਿ ਫਿਰ ਨਰਕਾਂ ਵਿੱਚ ਲੈ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਰਕ ਹੈ ਪ੍ਰੇਤ ਦਾ ਪਿੰਜਰਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਵੇਂ ਆਪਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਕੋਈ ਭੀੜੇ ਮਕਾਨ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਬੰਦ ਕਰ ਦੇਵੇ ਕੋਈ ਬੂਹਾ ਨਾ ਖੋਲੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖ ਲਓ ਉਸ ਵੇਲੇ ਆਪਾਂ ਕਿੰਨਾ ਦੁੱਖ ਮਹਿਸੂਸ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਦੇ ਡੋਨਟ ਮੇਕ ਹਿਮ ਅ ਹਿਊਮਨ ਬੀਇੰਗ ਆਫਟਰ ਮੇਕਿੰਗ ਹਿਮ ਦਾ ਗੋਸਟ ਦਾ ਬੋਡੀ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਗੋਸਟ ਇਜ਼ ਸਚ ਜਸਟ ਇਮੇਜਿਨ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਵੇਰ ਟੂ ਬੀ ਪੁਟ ਇਨ ਅ ਵੈਰੀ ਕਰਾਊਡਡ ਇਨ ਅ ਵੈਰੀ ਸਮਾਲ a room which does not have any window or any door how you would feel the body of the ghost is like that 
प्रेत पिंजर में दुख कनेरे नारक पचे अज्ञान अंधेरे तार मराए की पाकी लीजे जिन हर का नाम विसारा है संत सनु सच्चाई दसते हैं कि प्यारे हो जो कुछ सी चलदी फिरदी दुनिया माया देखदे हैं एदा कोई ना कोई करता जरूर है कोई ना कोई गुप्त ताकत इस दे पीछे कम करदी है जिस संत परमात्मा करके बयान करदे है वो साडा हिसाब किताब सा साधा लेखा लीजा सास ग्रास गुरु नानक साहब कहंदे है तोड़ा सा ग्रास दा भी लेखा लिया जाना है सेंट्स टेल अस द ट्रुथ दे टेल अस दैट डियर वंस दिस मूविंग world which we see this maya filled world which we see there is some power there is some hidden power behind this entire creation who is controlling and who is making this world move and function and that power is called god almighty and he is keeping the account of every single thought every single breath we take in guru nanak sahib says that every single thought every single breath is counted for and you will be asked to explain and you will be asked to pay for every single deed you have done narakan to baad phir dharmaraj de janda hai jo kuch ode karm baaki hunde hai oh phir narakan vich bhej dinda hai jithe da munasib hai utthe bhej dinda hai after going through the hells the soul once again goes to the lord of judgment and if there are still some karmas to be paid according to those karmas once again the lord of judgment sends that soul to that particular body ਧਰਮਰਾਜ ਦੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਕੌਣ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿੰਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਲੇਖਾ ਦੇਣਾ ਪੈਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਨਾਮ ਨੂੰ ਵਿਸਾਰ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ ਨਾਮ ਦਾ ਆਸਰਾ ਛੱਡ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਹੂ ਹੈਜ਼ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਟੂ ਦ ਲਾਰਡ ਆਫ ਜਜਮੈਂਟ ਓਨਲੀ ਥੋਸ ਹੂ ਹੈਵ ਫੋਰਗੋਟਨ ਦ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਓਨਲੀ ਥੋਸ ਹੂ ਹੈਵ ਗਿਵਨ ਅਪ ਦ ਡਿਵੋਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਹੈਵ ਹੈਜ਼ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਹੈਜ਼ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਟੂ ਦ ਲਾਰਡ ਆਫ ਜਜਮੈਂਟ ਤਾਰ पशु मन मुख बेताला गुरु नानक साहब कहंदे है के नरकां दे अंदर अग दा सूरज तपदा है और जो कुछ असी मन दे विच आया मन दे कहे कीता कहन लगे ओथे जाके पता लगदा है क्योंकि महाराज सावन सिंह कहंदे हुंदे सी अगर ओ एक चिंगाड़ा भी दुनिया जाजे ते दुनिया सडन लग जावे जेड़ा उथे ता सहना पेंदा है नरका दा दुख सहना पेंदा है ओ ओही जानदे है गुरु नानक साहब से दैट इन द हेल्स द द सन ऑफ फायर इज बर्निंग एंड मास्टर सावन सिंह जी आल्सो यूज्ड टू से दैट इवन इफ वन स्पैक ऑफ दैट फायर वेयर टू कम इनटू दिस वर्ल्ड दिस वर्ल्ड वुड बर्न अवे हियर वी डू व्हाटएवर आवर माइंड टेल्स अस टू डू but when we have to pay for what we have done then we realize that what we have done and then we know that what sufferings we are getting 
ਸੰਤ ਜੋ ਕੁਝ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਸਾਡੇ ਤੇ ਰਹਿਮ ਖਾ ਕੇ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਪਿਆਰੇ ਬੱਚੋ ਇਨਸਾਨ ਦਾ ਜਾਮਾ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਇੱਕ ਮੌਕਾ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ ਅਗਰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਇਹ ਸਤਾਤ ਹੋ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨਰਕਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਬਚਣਾ ਹੈ ਤੇ ਇਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਦੀ ਕਮਾਈ ਕਰੋ ਵਾਟਐਵਰ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ ਦੇ ਆਰ ਮਰਸੀਫੁਲ ਦੇ ਸ਼ਾਵਰ ਦੈਟ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ ਅਪਨ ਅਸ ਐਂਡ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ਼ਿਅਸਲੀ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਟੂ ਐਬਸਟੇਨ ਫ্রম ਡੂਇੰਗ ਦਾ ਬੈਡ ਡੀਡਸ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦੈਟ ਵੀ ਦੇ ਕੌਸ਼ਨ ਅਸ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਟੂ ਐਬਸਟੇਨ ਫ্রম ਦਾ ਬੈਡ ਡੀਡਸ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦੈਟ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਵਾਂਟ ਟੂ ਸੇਵ ਆਵਰਸੈਲਸ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਵਾਂਟ ਟੂ ਸਪਰੇਡ ਆਵਰਸੈਲਸ ਫ্রম ਦੈਟ ਹੀਟ ਫ্রম ਦੈਟ ਬਰਨਿੰਗ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਗਿਵ ਅਪ ਦਾ ਬੈਡ ਡੀਡਸ ਐਂਡ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਡੂ ਦਾ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਦਾ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਨਾਮ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਕਿਤੇ ਗਰਮੀਆਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਜੰਗਲਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਅੱਗ ਲੱਗੀ ਦੇਖੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਜਿੰਨਾ ਉਹਨੂੰ ਬੁਝਾਉਂਦੇ ਆ ਹਵਾ ਆਉਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਉਹ ਫੈਲਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਇੱਕ ਲਾਟ ਤੋਂ ਦੂਜੀ ਉਤੋਂ ਦੀ ਲੰਘਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਲਹਿਰਾਂ ਉੱਠਦੀਆਂ ਹਨ ਅੱਗ ਦੀਆਂ ਵੀ ਜੰਗਲਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਅੱਗ ਲੱਗ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਲਹਿਰਾਂ ਉੱਠਦੀਆਂ ਹਨ ਯੂ ਮੇ ਹੈਵ ਸੀਨ ਦ ਫੋਰੈਸਟ ਫਾਇਰਸ ਇਨ ਦ ਸਮਰ ਦੈਟ ਹਾਊ ਦ ਮੋਰ ਯੂ ਟ੍ਰਾਈ ਟੂ ਸਟਾਪ ਇਟ ਦ ਮੋਰ ਯੂ ਟ੍ਰਾਈ ਟੂ ਕੰਟਰੋਲ ਇਟ ਦ ਮੋਰ ਇਟ ਗੋਜ਼ ਔਨ ਬਰਨਿੰਗ just like the waves are in the ocean in the same way the waves of the fire come and it is it gives a lot of heat and the more you try to control it the more it goes on becoming suraj tape agan bik chala apat pasu man mukh betala ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਜੇ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਚਾਹੁੰਨੇ ਆ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੀ ਆਸ ਕੀਤੀ ਪੁੱਤਾਂ ਧੀਆਂ ਦੀ ਆਸ ਕੀਤੀ ਸਮਾਜ ਦੀ ਆਸ ਕੀਤੀ ਇਹੀ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਖਾਦੀ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਪੀਤੀ ਆ ਪਿਆਰ ਨਾਲ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਯਹਾਂ ਆਸਾ ਤਹਾਂ ਵਾਸਾ ਲਵਿੰਗਲੀ ਹੀ ਸੇਡ ਦੈਟ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਇਨਟੂ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਵੀ ਐਕਸਪੈਕਟ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਆਫ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਵੀ ਐਕਸ ਵੀ ਐਕਸਪੈਕਟਡ ਥਿ ਚਿਲਡਰਨ ਵੀ ਐਕਸਪੈਕਟਡ ਥਿ ਨੇਮ ਐਂਡ ਫੇਮ ਵੀ ਐਕਸਪੈਕਟਡ ਆਲ ਥਿ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਆਫ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਵੀ ਲਿਵਡ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਵੀ ਏਟ ਵੀ ਡਰੈਂਕ we slept in this world and we come back to the same place where we are attached the places where we are attached to and the things which we have expected and are attached to for them we come back to the same place asa man sa kudak mave rog bura ਪਾਪਾ ਔਰ ਪੁੰਨਾ ਦਾ ਬੋਝਾ ਹੈ ਤੁਰਿਆ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਨਿਗਾ ਅੱਗੇ ਗਹਿਰਾਈ ਹੈ ਸਿਰ ਤੇ ਡੰਡੇ ਪੈਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਜਮਦੂਤ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਚੱਲ ਬਈ ਤੇਰੇ ਕਰਮਾ ਹੈ ਤੇਰੇ ਬੋਝਾ ਹੈ ਇਸ ਨੂੰ ਚੱਕ ਕੇ ਤੁਰ ਔਨ ਦੀ ਹੈਡ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਕੈਰੀਇੰਗ ਦ ਲੋਡ ਔਰ ਦ ਬਰਡਨ ਔਫ ਦ ਸਿਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਵਰਚੂਸ ਦ ਵਾਟਰ ਥਰੂ ਵਿਚ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਗੋ ਇਸ ਵੈਰੀ ਡੀਪ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਥਿਸ ਬਰਡਨ ਥਿਸ ਲੋਡ ਔਫ ਸਿਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਵਰਚੂਸ ਔਨ ਆਵਰ ਹੈਡ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਅਨੇਬਲ ਟੂ ਵਾਕ and further we are getting the beating from the angels of death they tell us that we should keep moving and the burden which we are having on our head is of our own doing and that is, this is what the angels of death are saying that it is your burden and you yourself have to carry it mastak par kalar sir para 
आते गोर बोएथ आत जोगादी राम नाम प्यारो जितने भी संत महात्मा एदू पहला संसार विच होए है जो अपने पवित्र ग्रंथ रहम खाके लिख के छड़ गए है किसे दे अंदर एक तो एक अक्षर भी ऐसा नहीं लिखया के तुसी नाम तो बगैर तर जाओगे गुरु तो बगैर नाम प्राप्त कर लाओगे dear ones up until now all the perfect masters saints and mahatmas who have come into this world and those who have graciously and mercifully written their writings they have not written even one word in their writing which says or which might say that you will get the liberation without doing the meditation of the shabad naam no one has ever written that you will get you will go across this ocean of life or you will become the liberated one without doing the meditation of naam lekin phir bhi assi kaal de behkave vich aake sab kuch padh ke vi sir pher jande ha ke sanu naam di zarurat nahi sanu guru di zarurat nahi but still deluded by the illusions created by the negative power we refuse to understand that and we say that we don't need any master we don't need any naam hun guru nanak dev ji maharaj kehnde hai ke jo kuch main tuhanu kehna hai koi main navi baat nahi kehnda ga satgur bohit aa jugadi ram naam nastara hai e aa jagat to jaddi vi duniya bani hai odon da ye silsila chalya hunda hai koi guru nanak dev ji nava nahi layae koi guru nanak dev ne e nava rasta nahi chalaya jo vi sant mahatma aaye hai aa pyar na kehnde aa jagat to hi e rasta khud parmatma ne banaya hai ਨਾ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਨਵਾਂ ਲਿਆਏ ਨਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਲਿਆਏ ਇਹ ਉਤਨਾ ਹੀ ਪ੍ਰਾਣਾ ਹੈ ਜਿਤਨਾ ਕਿ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੇ ਖੁਦ ਹੀ ਬਣਾਇਆ ਹੈ ਆਪ ਦੇ ਮਿਲਣ ਦਾ ਜੋ ਚਾਹੇ ਉਹ ਤਰੀਕਾ ਰੱਖ ਸਕਦਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਇਹ ਉਸ ਨੇ ਆਪ ਹੀ ਤਰੀਕਾ ਰੱਖਿਆ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਸਭ ਤੋਂ ਪਹਿਲਾਂ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਦੇ ਨਾਮ ਦੇ ਜਹਾਜ਼ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੈਠੋ ਉਹ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਨਾਮ ਦੇ ਜਹਾਜ਼ ਵਿੱਚ ਬਿਠਾਏਗਾ ਕਿਆ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਹੈ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਇਸ ਸੰਸਾਰ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਕੱਢ ਕੇ ਪਾਰ ਲਿਜਾ ਸਕਦਾ ਹੈ ਆ ਜੁਗਾਦੀ ਜਦੇ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਬਣਿਆ ਆ ਜਗਾ ਤੋਂ ਇਹ ਸਿਲਸਿਲਾ ਨਾ ਬਦਲਿਆ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਬਦਲੇਗਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਆਮ ਨਾਟ ਟੈਲਿੰਗ ਯੂ ਐਨੀਥਿੰਗ ਨਿਊ ਐਵਰ ਸਿੰਸ ਦ ਵੈਰੀ ਬਿਗਿਨਿੰਗ ਆਫ ਦਿਸ ਕ੍ਰੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਦਿਸ ਥਿੰਗ ਇਸ ਹੈਜ਼ ਬੀਨ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਔਨ ਦਿਸ ਸਿਸਟਮ ਹੈਜ਼ ਬੀਨ ਗੋਇੰਗ ਔਨ ਥੈਟ ਦ ਸਤਗੁਰੂ ਹੈਜ਼ ਬੀਨ ਕਮਿੰਗ ਐਜ਼ ਦ ਫੈਰੀ ਮੈਨ ਐਂਡ ਹੀ ਹੈਜ਼ ਬੀਨ ਟੇਕਿੰਗ ਦ ਸੋਲਸ ਅਕਰਾਸ ਮੇਕਿੰਗ ਥੈਮ ਸਿਟ ਇਨ ਦ ਬੋਟ ਆਫ ਦ ਨਾਮ he says that i am not giving you anything new i am not bringing anything new for you this has been going on ever since this creation was created neither guru nanak sahab brought anything new nor kabir sahab brought anything new this has always been like this and that is why guru nanak sahab says that ever since the beginning of this creation this thing was made and it is still in practice that the sadguru first comes and he makes the souls sit in the boat of the naam and then he himself takes them across this ocean of life so he says that this is not something new and i am not giving you anything new this has been going on and on ever since the beginning of this creation kaho nanak prave hai janai ben gur mukt na paiye pahi nanak says that this is the will of god god himself has made this that without the master one cannot get the liberation kabir sahib bhi kende hai ਕਰਾ ਕਥਾ ਕੀਰਤਨ ਕਲ ਵਿਖੇ ਭਵ ਸਾਬਗਰ ਕੀ ਨਾਵ ਕਹੇ ਕਬੀਰ ਜਗ ਤਰਨ ਕੋ ਨਾਹੀ ਔਰੋ ਪਾਪ ਕਬੀਰ ਸਾਬ ਆਲਸੋ ਸੇਸ ਥੈਟ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਆਇਨ ਏਜ ਦ ਸਟੋਰੀਜ਼ ਆਫ ਗੋਡ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਅਦਰ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਸਰਵ ਐਜ਼ ਅ ਬੋਟ ਟੂ ਕ੍ਰਾਸ ਓਵ
Kabir says that without the naam of the master and the master himself, there is no other way to go across this ocean. Sate gor boeth aad jogadi Ram naam nistarahe Putr kalatr jag het piyara ਗੁਰੂ<td>ਨਾਨਕ</td>ਸਾਹਿਬ</td>ਕਹਿੰਦੇ we are in love with our children we are in love with the maya we are in love with the world we have only one love either we get ourselves attached to god almighty or we get our love attached to the worldly things so since we are attached and we are in love with our children our things the wealth and everything of this world that is why we have forgotten god almighty garmel singh ne pehla bhajan jehda padhya siga ohde vich eh siga ke assi jinna na ਸਕੇ ਸਬੰਧੀਆਂ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਕਰਦੇ ਆ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੇ ਇੱਕ ਦਿਨ ਖੁਦ ਹੀ ਚੱਕ ਕੇ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਚਿਤਾ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਰੱਖਿਆਉਣਾ ਹੈ the bhajan which gurmel singh had sung earlier in that bhajan it came that the relatives the friends whom we love so much one day it will so happen that they themselves they will take us and they will leave us on the funeral pyre ਹੁਣ ਜਿਨ੍ਹਾਂ ਨੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਨੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਜਾਣਾਗਾ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਸੰਤ ਸਤਿਗੁਰਾਂ ਨੇ ਨਾਲ ਜਾਣਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਅਸੀਂ ਵਸਾਰੀ ਬੈਠੇ ਹਾਂ we love those who are not going to go with us and we have forgotten those saints sadgurus the masters who have to go with us uttar kalatar jag hit pyara maya mo pasriya ਗੁਰਮੁਖਾਨੂਸ can make us free from the bonds of the yama and our closing bhajan is sanji's bhajan bakka show bakka shana pyare ji on page 184 oh beloved forgive you are the forgiver Oh beloved forgive you are gracious to the suffering ones 
We are the sinners, the useless souls. You are the forgiver, gracious to the suffering ones. We are wandering to door after door. O oh, beloved Kirpal, have pity. Cure the disease of egoism. Make us free from the trap of the negative power. Giving advice, make this foolish one understand. O oh, beloved, take care of the souls. Always I utter thine, thine. I make this request and pray. O oh, beloved, may I never forget you. O oh, all-powerful, provider of all, the Lord. Giving up all the support of the world, Ajayb has come and fallen at your door. Forgive all the faults, O oh, beloved Kirpal. Listen to this plea. O oh, beloved, forgive. You are the forgiver. O oh, beloved, forgive. You are gracious to the suffering ones. Abhajan of Sanchi's on page 184. Bakasho bakashanahara piyahaji bakasho dina de Bakasho bakashanahara piyahaji bakasho dina de Asi papi haji hivan kahare to see bakashinda ho dina diahare. Asi papi haji hivan kahare to see bakashinda ho dina diahare. Fira de hasa asi dare dare mare. Fira de hasa asi dare dare mare. Dare sakaro kire pahala piya haji. Bakasho dina de alpia. Bakasho bakashanahara piya haji. Bakasho dina de alpia. Angata homadaro hoga mitahavo kala de jalacho anachudahavo. Angata homadaro hoga mitahavo kala de jalacho anachudahavo. Murakanu de matasamajavo. Murakanu de matasamajavo, Ruhanu sambahala piyahaji, Bakashodina de alpia, Bakasho bakashanahara piyahaji, Bakashodina de alpia. Tera tera me sadahi pukahara benati karate are jagujahara. Tera tera me sadahi pukahara benati karate are jagujahara. Dilatopia ji kadina visara. 
Dunia de sabacha de ke sahare, a ke ajai batere de gya davahare. Dunia de sabacha de ke sahare, a ke ajai batere de gya davahare. Maf karoji avaguna sare. Mafkaroji avaguna sare Adjasano kire pahala piyahaji Bakashodina de alpia Bakasho bakashanahara piyahaji Bakashodina de alpia O beloved, forgive. You are the forgiver. O beloved, forgive. You are gracious to the suffering ones. May God continue to bless us all. <laughs> 